Welcome back to Parsha Panorama, this week Parsha's Vayera, and we are obviously continuing on with the journeys of Avraham Avinu, and one thing that we still have to discuss, which we touched on last week, is why in fact there are two Avraham Avinu Parshios. I'm not counting Chaye Sarah right now, because Chaye Sarah um, which uh, will be next week, Be'ezras Hashem. Chaye Sarah, Avraham is, uh, you know, he's in the beginning, but then he fades into the back. But Vayera and Lech Lecha alike, Avraham is the clear protagonist. He is the star of the show. And we established in Parshas Lech Lecha, already starting from Noach, that Avraham was Hashem's plan C for creation, for the world, for mankind. Hashem created the world with a goal to bestow the ultimate good. And once mankind kind um, you know, once mankind destroyed the world from the inside out and tore it apart from the seams so that they could not earn the ultimate good with which God wished to bestow upon mankind, so God had to start over from Noah. And that was plan B. And we said that plan B was looking good until the Dor HaFlaga, right? So we had the Dor HaMabel, and then we had the Dor HaFlaga. In the Dor HaFlaga, we explained the problem um, was that they were religiously debased. They, in some sense, um, whichever way you understand it, based on the sources, they sought to do war with God. And it was manifest in the form of conformity, such that you do whatever society is doing, and society rules. And when society rules, and it's not based on fear of God, it's not based on, you know, you know, it's not based on objective religious morals, and it's it comes from whatever is a human convention. So whoever does not break away from that is doomed to do whatever the crowd is doing, and the crowd will do whatever they please. And we said that that can become a new door, Hamabel. So God said, I'm going to pick one person who's going to be the conduit through which the entire world can be blessed. The, and, right, so Avraham is the source of blessing to the world. Anyone who attaches themselves to Avraham um, can, uh, can achieve blessing through him. So now we have to understand, though, now that we are zooming in on Avraham, why is it taking two, two and a half to three partios? to get to where we need to get to. Especially since at the very end of Lech Lecha, Hashem promised Avraham a son who was going to be Yitzchak. So great, why do we have to wait you know, half of Ayera long before we get to the birth of Yitzchak? Right? If, you know, Lech Lecha could have finished off with the birth of Yitzchak, let's say, and all the extra stories in Ayera, I'm calling them extra. You know, if they're in there, obviously they're important. But that's, that's what we have to try to discover um, over here right now, um, you know, I just I'll be push up shot. What, what what are these stories doing here? Why um, why do we take so long before we finally get to Yitzchak? We have all these background stories about Lot and Sodom. This week we have another story of Sarah getting kidnapped. So we have all of that to answer. Now, before we continue, I just want to point out that. Baruch Hashem, we've had a number of sponsors this week. When I've had people who have pledged to sponsor who have not quite done that yet. But if you would like to sponsor 
for any of the shiurim here on the database. So all you have to do is send me an email at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's the data and then base is B-E-I-S at gmail.com. And you can sponsor too with any shout out or dedication or zchus that you would like. So please, if you're if you're interested, go right ahead. Don't hesitate. Now let's get back to Vayera. We have to understand what exactly um, Vayera is, in addition to, in contribution to, and as opposed to Parshas Lechacha. And for those who are following on the WhatsApp group, which by the way you could you can join the database WhatsApp group. Just again, c- contact me at the database at gmail.com and you can be entered into the database WhatsApp group where you can get all the updates where I post some previews. And I think for those who were able to see it, there is a very fascinating preview for this Parsha Panorama um, session, and that is the apparent connections, the parallels between Lechacha and Vayera and what exactly they mean. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through the specific components. I have six sections to Parsha's Vayera, and then I'm going to go back and explain what these have to do with Lechacha and what's really, um, what's very alarming. Once you, once you notice it, you can't unnotice it. You could have gone your whole life without noticing what I'm about to tell you. But now, Be'ezra Hashem, when I point it out to you, you'll never unnotice it. But when we look at Vayera, so I'm going to give you all the seven sections that I have. And then um, I will explain again the connections to Lechacha. But Vayera picks up with Avraham at his tent. This is where he receives um, the company of three guests, the three malachim, and he, one of them promises that he's going to have a child. Great. Then the next story, we have Sodom, and Avraham is davening for Sodom. Lot needs to escape Sodom. All right, then we have the story of Lot in the cave with his, with his two daughters. Fine. So that's section two, the story with Lot and Sodom. Then we have number three, Avraham in Gerar. This is the story with Avimelech, where Sarah gets abducted for the second time by a king. Then, um, after that story, we have section four, the birth of Yitzchak. Avraham has the son that he's been waiting for, for all these years. And actually, Sarah has a son as well, for the first time. Five, we get to the expulsion of Hagar and Yishmael at that. So they're both driven out of the house. Now Yishmael is older. Then six, we have the story of the bris that Avraham makes with Avimelech with Be'er Sheva, where um, Avraham gives some land to Avimelech, and they make a treaty. Fine. And then seven, finally, we have the famous story of Akedas Yitzchak, where Avraham is told um, that he has to sacrifice his son, and we know that the very last minute the Malach stops him, and Avraham apparently passed the test, proving to be a Yarei Shemayim. So just one more time, I'll say them all again. We have number one, the story with the Hachnosis Archim, the hospitality, Avraham and the three guests, the Malachim, he's promised a child. Two, we have Lot and Avraham davening for, uh, davening for Sodom when Lot gets saved. We have uh, three, Avraham and Gerar with Avimelech and the abduction of Sarah. Four, we have the birth of Yitzchak. Five, we have the expulsion of Hagar and Yishmael. And six, we have the bris with Avimelech, Be'er Sheva. And seven, we have Akedas Yitzchak, the binding of Yitzchak. Now, the thing that's very uncanny about Parshas Vayera, when you look at Parshas Lechra, is that history seems to repeat itself between the two Parshios. 
almost everything that almost every main almost every major story line that takes place in Lecha is somehow repeated in Vayera. So just going down the list, the parsha opens with Avraham being promised that he's going to have more progeny. Right? That's exactly how Lech Lecha opens. We have Hashem appearing to Avram and telling him that he's going to have children. Fine. Now, even though the next story in, uh, I mean, Lech Lecha is the abduction of Sarah from, from Paro, um, but the order slightly switched here, we do have a story in Lech Lecha where Lot is in trouble and Avram has to do something to try to save him. That right, Lot goes to Sodom, and then there's the war with the kings. So now we have in um, um, Avraham trying to daven for Sodom, and then Lot gets saved once again due to his connection to Avraham. Now, as I alluded to a moment ago, in both Parshios, Sarah gets abducted by a king, and the king wants to marry her, and Hashem has to stop and intervene. And all the while, these kings were under the impression that Sarah was Avraham's sister. So that story happens twice. There are there are definitely variances in all of these connections, but there are uh, but just recognize this obvious parallel that both both parshios contain a story where Sarah gets kidnapped by a king. Then we also have the birth of a child. Both parshios, Avraham becomes a father. He becomes a father in Lechachat Yishmael. He becomes a father in Vayera to Yitzchak. In both parshios, Hagar is caused to be driven away from the home. In Lecha, it happens indirectly. Sarah or Sarai at the time afflicts her to the point that she runs away. And Hagar is told at the well that she's going to have a child named Yishmael. And in this week's Parsha in Vayera, Hagar is directly deposed of. She's, she's expelled um, by Sarah's order. And Avram has to listen to her because Hashem says you have to listen to what Sarah says. So they kick Hagar out of the house and Yishmael is with them. And Hagar appears at the same well. In fact, a very similar story happens. The Malach appears to her in both stories. Um, it could be in the, in the former story in Lechacha. There was more than one Malach, according to Chazal. So we have, again, there's, there's variances, but the stories are clearly very parallel. And the final parallel, which I think is very fascinating, and I, I noted this uh, um, you know, in, in a very long essay that I have, but I, I just want to add to it now. But the, the par, both Parshios end with Avraham engaging in a very painful trial, both of which includes him sharpening a knife for a sacrifice. In Parshas Lachacha, it was to, to actually put the knife to his own skin, his, um, to, to have the brismila. And in Parshas Vayera, it's also to put the knife to his flesh and blood, but now we're talking about his son Yitzchak. Fascinatingly enough, the addition that I wanted to make is that in the story of the brismila, so the brismila literally happens at the place where progeny is produced, at the place on the human on the human body, the male body, the male organ where progeny is produced. And now in Parshas Vayera, Avraham takes the knife and puts it to the neck of the actual progeny of himself. And in both stories, I would add another connection that. If you think about the concept of the bris milah, so the way the Sefer Chinuch explains that the whole point of the bris milah is to to remind us that we are we are as humans we are imperfect and we need to do um, actions to perfect ourselves because again we're not perfect and we need character refinement. So there, um, I've I've heard and I think I heard it from I'm in the name of Rav Shimon Schwab, but I I couldn't find the source recently, um, but that. 
the Akedah for, for, uh, for Avraham was an Akedas Halev. It wasn't just that he was putting his son up on the altar, but he was putting his own sanity up on the altar. Kind of like, you know, you, you think, how further can you go into yourself by doing a brismila, cutting your skin in one of the most painful places? The answer is you can go even further than that by getting to the person's soul and getting him to do the most not intuitive, the most unnatural and painful thing to, you know, more painful than than than. Giving up your own life is giving up the life of your son, which Avraham was about to do. That was an Akedah slave. And if the whole point of the bris mila is to remind us that there's an orlas halev, right? Not just the orla on our on our bodies, but the orla on our on our on our spirits, the or, the orla on our hearts that we have to eventually remove, right? That's what the Sefer Chanach says is the point of the bris mila. So maybe you can make the argument that the Akedah halev of Avraham Avinu at the scene of the Akedah was also a, a cutting of the orlas halev. It was the ultimate perfection. So what exactly do we have here? We have a lot of parallels. So why is history repeating itself between the two parshios? What, what, what exactly is happening here? Right? It, it seems that we're, these aren't just a bunch of extra stories. There are real reasons why we have these stories. Now, just to go back to the Sodom story, you know, there, there, um, Rav Hirsch explains, and this is going to help us start, start to, uh, towards an answer to our, all of our questions. Why do we have the story of the three guests in Avraham's home? You know, this is nice when we're kids and we're learning about Achanas Azarachim uh, and, and all of that. And, you know, the, the story of Sodom makes for, for great drama, but why really do we need to see the story of Lot? Maybe because we want to see the birth of Moab, which is the beginning of the Davidic dynasty. But that, that, that's all, like, you know, it seems like almost after the fact. Like, when we're looking at the story, we don't know really why it's there. So Hirsch explains that the whole story of the three guests is really a segue into the story of Sodom. And the whole point is to show us that Hashem has a relationship with Avraham such that if Avraham is going to be the father of all of mankind, of all the nations of the world, so we see Avraham in that facet. Hashem does not want to withhold anything, any news that he plans for mankind. He does not want to withhold it from Avraham. This is clear in the Chlemish. And Avraham, um, once he hears the news, we see, unlike Noah, for example, Avraham says, I'm the father of mankind, therefore I have to, I have to stand up for mankind. And right, when did Avraham become the father of mankind? He became the father of mankind at the end of Lechacha, when he had the Brismila and he had his name changed, he became an Avraham Goyim. So, so what does this have to do with anything? I will tell you that this is the, you know, this is at least half of how we're going to be able to explain the difference between Lechacha and Vayera. That Avraham has now become an Avhamon Goyim. So let's go back. We were wondering why there were two Avraham Avinu Parshios. Last week already, we pointed out that there is one major difference between Lechacha and Vayera. And that is the name of the protagonist. We keep on saying that there are two Avraham Avinu Parshios, but if you look really closely, Parsha Lechacha is not really the Parsha of Avraham Avinu. It is now because that's what we call him. And the Gemara and Brachasan Yud Gimel says we shouldn't call him by his old name, but his old name was Avram. And the entire Parsha Lechacha long, he was called Avram. It wasn't until the end when Avraham had the Brismila that he finally had that name change. And at the same time, Sarah went from Sarai to Sarah. But that's, what, that's how Lechacha ended. And Vayera picks up from there. Now, the name Avraham symbolizes the fact that Avraham is an Avhamon Goyim. Now, why exactly did Avraham have to go through that entire process, all of Lechacha? 
So we explained at the beginning of Lechacha that Lechacha was a process of peeling off layers, right? Going from your, from your, um, the, the Pasuk says the order of Lechacha was to leave your country, leave your birthplace, leave your house in the opposite order, which, which Rav Hirsch and the Malbim together explained is that Avram is trying to journey really inward towards his essential self that which is covered by all the other noise, um, the noise that we pick up from you know, our upbringing, our surroundings, our environment, all the things that contribute to the facade of who we are, and not, that's not really who we are. So Avraham is the journey towards himself, and that process includes him taking, peeling away some layers. So he has to peel away lot, for example. He has to peel away his own skin in the bris milah. And it's interesting that Avraham does not have his main child until after he does that. Why not? Apparently, um, you know, Avraham is going to have plenty of, of children, right? He's going to be the father of all of mankind. So if Avraham is already the Avamon Goyim, why was a Yitzchak necessary? Lechacha, he became the Avamon Goyim. He was bound to have many kids. And we know that Yitzchak is not even the end of Avraham's progeny. Parshas Chayesara, Avraham's going to get remarried. He's going to have even more kids. So Avraham is a father of nations. He's bound to be a father of nations. Yet we always emphasize Yitzchak. So the answer is going to be very important to understanding the fulfillment of Hashem's plan C. What is Hashem's plan? See, we said it's going to happen through Avram. Avram's going to be the conduit through which everyone is blessed. So Avram being the father of all of mankind, yes. But guess what? Avram is not going to live forever. And so there has to be someone who will fill the role of Avram as being that conduit. Because just because you are a son, so to speak, of Avram does not mean that you fill the role of Avram. In fact, uh, my Rebbe, Rav Yonason Sachs, has a whole arichos where he differentiates between Ben and Zerah. For example, Yishmael is a Ben Avraham, but he's not Zerah Avraham. The Iker Zerah Avraham is actually Yitzchak. Now, hold this on the back burner for now. We wanted to know what's the difference between Lechacha and Bayera. Well, we said one difference is Lechacha is about Avraham. Only at the end is Avraham, the Avhamon Gaim, the father of a multitude of nations. That's one difference, because Lecha is Avram, and Vayera is Avraham. Another difference, this we haven't said yet, is Yitzchak. What do I mean? If you go look at all the parallels between Lecha and Vayera, one consistent difference is the thought, the conception of Yitzchak. In Lecha, Hashem promises Avram that he's going to have kids. It's an ambiguous and not specific promise. Because in that parsha, in fact, Avram does have a kid, but it's not his main kid. Avraham has Yishmael. In Vayera, Avraham is promised progeny, but it's specifically in reference to Yitzchak. Now, there's more. Let's fast forward to the driving away of Hagar. Hagar gets driven away in both parshios. Now, it seems from some of them, unfortunately, namely the Rumban, that Sarah was very, Sarai at the time was very harsh to Hagar. And Avraham said, he just went along with it. He said to Sarai, you know, do what you think is right. Fascinatingly, in Vayera, Avraham is not on board to listen to Sarah when Sarah actively says, let's get her out of the house. Hashem intervenes and says, you better listen. Now, why? 
Hashem never really gave his opinion in, in Lecha, in Vayera. He says, no, you got to listen to Sarah. What's the difference now? The difference is both Hagar and Sarah have kids now. There is a Yishmael and there is a Yitzchak. And Sarah says Yitzchak must be protected. His legacy must be protected. And really Avraham's legacy must be protected because Avraham's legacy is going to be fulfilled through Yitzchak. Hashem tells Avraham this much when he says, yeah, send Yishmael out of the house because Yitzchak is going to be your main Zerah. So this, this difference, again, is consistent throughout all the parallels. Even in the, the, the ones that are seemingly um, you know, unrelated to Yitzchak. So let's go to, to the fact that Lot is uh, in danger in both Parshios. So Avraham directly goes to save Lot in Parshas Lechacha. He goes out to the war and he does whatever he could. To, to Avraham's mind, Lot was his only progeny at the time. This is clear because at the end of the story, he says, um, he says you know, well, he, he knows that Lot is not necessarily with him anymore. Maybe there's Eliezer. But Avraham doesn't know what connection he has to anybody. Who's going to, um, you know, the Brisbane, just before the Brisbane of Saram, he says, who's going to inherit me? In Parshas Vayera, Avraham intervenes to Davin for Sodom. We don't even hear him mention Lot by name. Lot gets saved in the schus that he had from the time that he lived with Avraham. But Avraham is not directly, immediately distraught over the fact that Lot might be in danger. And this is not just that Avraham didn't care about Lot, but what it is to suggest is that Avraham had a zera. Avraham was told that you're going to have, um, you know, um, you know you, you, Avraham was told you're going to have a son and once Avraham knows that he's going to have a son whose name is Yitzchak, Lot is not as significant anymore. Lot is in the sidelines. Now, this next connection is a little bit of, you know, you have to bear with me, but the connections and the contrast between Avimelech abduction of Sarah and the Paro abduction of Sarah. After the abduction of Sarah in Lechacha, they gained Hagar. Right? What happened? Um... We, we know that Paro said, according to Chazal, Paro said that, you know, I have a daughter and I'll let her, you know, be a mistress to this, to, to Avraham rather than being a wife to, you know, to someone who's not Avraham. And that was the beginning of Yishmael. That was the origin, the genesis of Yishmael was the abduction of Sarah by Paro. Now, fast forward to Vayir with Avimelech. What came out of that abduction? Well, we know that Avraham davens that Avimelech and his people should be cured. And Chazal say that when you daven for someone else, you get answered first. And in fact, the cure that was causing infertility to Avimelech, so that 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 that, that sickness was um, was the reason why Avraham and Sarah were answered immediately after that, or really really before Avimelech. That they were gonna have, their their infertility was finally gonna end and they would have Yitzchak. So the abduction of Sarah by Paro led to Yishmael. But the abduction of Sarah by Avimelech led to the birth of Yitzchak. So what's the difference between Lecha and Vayera? There are two differences. One is Avraham as opposed to Avram, and one is Yitzchak as opposed to any alternative. So we see Yitzchak is the recurring theme of Vayera. One more, one more connection for you. Avram at the end of Lecha is commanded to do brismila for his children. All his children, not only his children, Yishmael, his entire household, even the servants. 
as an Av Hamon Goyim, Avram has a job to give everyone a brismila, everyone that he that, that is in his household. Akedas Yitzchak was reserved for one child, was just reserved for Yitzchak. And that was the hard part. You know, Avraham had to, there was no one that, who's, there was no life that Avraham had to, to risk with the, with, in the form of the Akedah, except for his son Yitzchak. That's a special thing just for Yitzchak. So what do we get from all of this? What's the point? So the point, I think, and this is again coming back to what is the plan C for mankind? We were wondering last week why Hashem gave up on all of mankind except for one person and said, okay, I'm going to just focus on you now. The answer, we said, was because through Avram, everyone else would get blessed. Avram is not only the beacon, but he is the conduit, he is the pipeline for blessing for everybody. But now Avraham has a dual role. That dual role is to, on the one hand, be a father to everybody, to be a public servant in a certain respect, or a public father, an Avhamon Goyim. But he would not have his own special child until after he got the Brismila, became Avraham, right? Lechlecha was the making of Avraham. But in Vayera is where Avraham's journeys and trials not only continue, but his legacy becomes solidified and his mission becomes modified. And what is that mission? That on the one hand, he has to be an Avhamon Goyim, but he has to do a balancing act because he also has to be a specialized father to his main child, his main Zara, and that is Yitzchak. So he has to be a father to a multitude of nations, but he also has to be a father to Yitzchak because through Yitzchak, will be the continuation of Avraham as that conduit for all of mankind. The conduit of blessings for mankind requires the specialized mission of Avraham that the rest of the world is not doing, right? Avraham can be a father to everybody, but only Avraham can do Avraham's mission. And only the person who takes the torch from Avraham can continue that mission and continue to be the conduit through which the world achieves blessing and the ultimate good for which Hashem created the world in the first place. Thus, Yishmael is not the one. Lot is not the one. It is just Yitzchak. And because of that, Hagar has to leave the house, and even Hashem is willing to agree. And because of that, there is a special Akedah. It's through the Akedah that Hashem confirms, no, we're not killing Yitzchak. Yitzchak is the Zera. The Akeda almost set it in stone that there was zero replacement for the Zera Avraham. Avraham could be a father to a multitude of nations. That's his responsibility. He's a public servant. He represents and he's an ambassador for everybody. But there's also a special localized mission of Avraham. The things that Avraham has to do to rise above and beyond everyone around him, to make him the fitting conduit, imagine like a Kohen of the world, a Kohen um, for the rest of the nation, right? Not everyone gets as close to Hashem as the Kohen does, but the Kohen is the, is the source of Shefa, of blessing for everyone else. That was Avraham, and now it would be Yitzchak. So Avraham has this juggling act, this balancing act. On the one hand, an Avamon Agayim, to be a conduit through which there's blessing for everyone else. And on the other hand, to focus on Yitzchak, to make sure that Yitzchak is the one who's going to carry the torch and continue to be that conduit for everyone else. And, uh, you know, the hashkafa for us is that I think we all have this. We all, and really Hashem has this with us too. Hashem is the father to all of creation. 
but he says Bnei B'chori Yisrael, right? Eventually, the Bnei Yisrael are going to continue to be Hashem's main children through which the world is blessed. We are a light unto the nations. And we have this in our own lives, in our own families. On the one hand, we serve Klal Yisrael. Right, let's say you're a Rebbe or a Rav, or you're just a, you're a businessman or you're a doctor. You have the public that you are going to serve and help you know, better the world with, whether, you're going to be, you're, whether it's going to be in the medical world or it's in Ruchnius or in Gashmius. But you serve everybody else because you're supposed to help and contribute to society. And yet, you have a family. Right, so and you have to focus on your family. Who's going to carry on your legacy? It's interesting. Uh, my my, when my father became a father to my older brother, he actually shared this Torah, um, a similar Torah, um, at my brother's bris. My brother was born. My older brother was born Parshas Ve'era. His bris was Parshas Bo, and my father um, shared the chiddush that. There's a dual. Um, there's a dual responsibility. There's bow, and then there's bow reversed. What's the reverse of bow? It's av, a father. So bow represents bow el paro. That Moshe Rabbeinu had to fulfill the role as as a um, as a servant of society, or as a to, to serve society, to help to help Kla Yisrael, to do his his spiritual mission. And yet the reverse is to be a father. So you work for the community, but you also work for your family. So on the one hand, Avraham is Nafamon Goyim. And on the other hand, Avraham is the father of the Zerah, of the Zerah that is Yitzchak. Avraham is the father of the Zerah Avraham. And I think it's in Parshas Vayera that we finally understand all the, you know, all the progress that Avraham has made. That Avraham now has to fulfill and realize and actualize this dual mission. In Lecha, he becomes the Avraham Goyim. And in Vayera, he's reminded that even as the father of a multitude of nations, he has to focus on his family first. And, you know, how we weigh it out is not always so clear. But now we understand by the time we get to the end that this is, in fact, the fulfillment of Hashem's plan C. It's now coming to fruition. It's now all coming together. Hashem first focused on Avraham. He says, okay, Avram, you have this mission. You're going to represent everybody. And now you have a Zerah. And this Zerah is going to be the one who's going to ultimately continue the fruition of that mission. And that really takes us through Parshas Vayera. So what we're going to find in the next Parsha, after the, the Akedah, we come to Parshas Chaye Sarah, And we have to find exactly what it takes to create the next link in the chain of Hashem's plan C for the world. So Bez Ras Hashem will pick up next time on Parsha Panorama. Thank you for tuning into the database, and we will see you next time.